Christmas message in a three-part series that I have been drawing from next week, of course. You get by with maybe only just a little short word. And uh, but today we're going to open the word of the Lord with you. I would like to draw an idea this morning from a very popular Christmas carol that was first published in the, uh, the late 19th century. And it is considered one of the most popular Christmas carols of all time. And uh, matter of fact, I think maybe we ought to just sing it this morning. Uh, impromptu. Cheryl and I didn't get a chance to practice it. She loves me when I do this. And I will not attempt to do it without you because I have uh, been dealing with a little sickness for the last um, 10 days or so. And uh, so if I get to singing too much, you'll probably hear me hacking and coughing. Uh, so you're going to have to help me and you can sing out. You don't have to stand. You can sing right where you are. But this is truly a classic that may have been written by William Kirkpatrick. But many have attributed it to Martin Luther who brought it to life and made it very popular. And we sing it every year and considered by Barna Research the second most popular Christmas carol of all times. So when we start it, you'll sing it with me. Ready? Here we go. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head the stars in the sky I can hear you barely the little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay the cattle are lowing the baby awakes, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. I love thee, Lord Jesus, look down from the sky. And stay by my cradle till morning is nigh. Let's try the third verse, all right? Be near me, Lord Jesus, I ask thee to stay close by me forever. And love me, I pray. The dear children in thy tender care, and take us to heaven to live with there. Give yourself a great big hand. Good job. Luke chapter 2 and verse number 7 gives us the account. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them 
in the end. I want to draw, if I may, now I understand that the song we just sang, the carol we just sang is away, but this morning I want to speak to you with a little variant, if I may. Will you give me a little preaching liberty this morning? By the help of the Lord today, I want to preach away in a manger. How many of you know the Lord made a way? Lord, help us this morning to speak what you have laid upon our heart. I pray, God, that you open our hearts today to receive the word of the Lord, that every person in this room today would be touched by your word and through your spirit. Let the word of God find a deep lodging plate in our hearts, O Lord, where you may grow in us and that we may be more like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Let everyone say amen. Amen. Christmas and the holiday season carries with it uh, bittersweet experiences for many of us. The sweetness of the story of the coming of Jesus, the Christ child, into the world is lost by the darkness of sin and the condition of our world. The most beautiful event in the history of mankind was the day that Jesus came from heaven and took upon himself the form of man to make a way for you and I. For man because of its broken relationship with God had no ability to be able to connect with God for sin had created a great separation between God and man. And the only way that we could ever be able to be restored back to proper relationship with God was for him to make a way for us to be reunited with him. That way began in a manger in Bethlehem. Jesus, God in the flesh, came as a baby, grew as a man, testified of himself that he was the very son of God that came down to this world for one reason. He came to give his life upon a cross and to make a way for salvation of all men. Truly, he made a way through a manger. Because of the manger in Bethlehem, you and I today have a way that has been made for us. Jesus, who said of himself, I am the way. Do you know him as the way today? He said, I am the way. He came by the way of the manger. He preached while on the earth the way of salvation. And he made a way acceptable and accessible for all men through his death, his burial, and his resurrection to be reunited with him. Now that you and I can see it from this side of the Christmas story, it's much more simple for us to understand than it would have been to have been there and lived in that day and wondered what all of these things truly mean and how this way was going to be possible. But today, we gather together with people of like precious faith that understand and completely have a grip on the idea that Jesus 
came as a baby, born in a manger to make a way for us. Isn't that an incredible story? Now a way has been made for us. The real meaning of Christmas is that Jesus came and he came to make a way. He came and he made a way. It's the only way in which we can have perfect peace and that we can have joy in our hearts that is simply unexplainable. The coming of Jesus in the manger made a way for us to come to know and to serve the Lord in the power of the Holy Ghost. But he never promised that the way that he was making was going to be a perfect way. Hebrews writes about it, and he does say it is a more perfect way. Everybody say more perfect way. Hebrews calls it a more perfect way because the way that he made was more perfect than the way of the law. For what the law could not do in the, in, through the flesh, in other words, the law, by the works of the flesh, by all of the doings and the things and the rituals of the flesh, that the law still could not restore man back into right relationship with God. And so Hebrews declares that he made a way, a more perfect way, and that is that through grace there is a more perfect way than the law. It began as a story in a manger, but it ended at a story on a cross where he bled and died to complete the work. It is a way that he made. It wasn't nearly as simple as some may try to describe it, for it was quite an interesting, uh, interesting way that he went about making the way for us. It seemed more simple that the blood of a goat or an oxen would be shed, uh, a, a, the, the blood of a lamb would be shed so that one could uh, have their sins rolled ahead for yet another year. But in this more perfect way, Jesus came and he made this more perfect way by becoming the sacrifice for you and I. Truly, he didn't just come to make a way, but he came to be the way. Thus, Jesus himself declares, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way. Can I tell you this morning that no matter where you look and how you looked and whatever path you are trying to find to get to heaven, there is only one path to get to heaven, and that is through Jesus Christ. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And if any man is going to get to heaven, he is going to have to go past the door, and Jesus is the door. He is the way. Somebody say amen. So Jesus came to make the way more perfect. He came to make the way more clear. The coming of Jesus at the manger made a way for us to come to know and to serve the Lord. But 
He never promised that this way, this path that he made was going to be a simple and an easy path for we have a cross that we must take up and bear even our own selves. He made a way more perfectly than the law, but it wasn't an easy way. He never said that it would be a way that was without hardship or without struggle or without sadness. During this Christmas season, during this time of the year, more than perhaps any other time of the year, there are many who deal with very deep and sadness and grief. Many grieve the loss of loved ones. Even my own household, who this year will, on Christmas morning about 7.30 a.m., will mark 20 years that my mother passed Christmas Uh, day can be a very difficult day for our home and our family. And I know that I'm not alone in that. For throughout this building this morning, there are different ones who have laid family members to rest. And you have dealt with sadness and loss and perhaps no other time like the Christmas season. Is it so difficult and hard for us to deal with the pain and the loss of a loved one. Loneliness is magnified. Uh, The happiness that others are celebrating in seems to be uh, tempered with the idea of my loved one will not be there. Perhaps an empty chair at the Christmas dinner table. Perhaps uh, the sharing and exchanges of gifts will not be the same for there is someone or ones who will not be there to share with. There are those who are saddened when they think about the fact that although maybe their loved ones are still on earth, there are some that will deal with grief this year because their loved ones may be on the other side of the planet and maybe they're fighting for the freedom of America and uh, my hat's off to them and I thank them and celebrate them during this Christmas season but many of them who can't come home. I have dear friends whose uh, kids will not be home for Christmas because of the celebra- because of their fighting for uh, our freedom in America. And when I think of this, it saddens my heart for this family who will have an empty place at a dinner table and the celebration will be affected because the loved one cannot come home. And how many families are uh, this year will be torn apart because one or maybe both parents can't be with their children because there may be particular circumstances that keep them apart. You see, everything about Christmas is not just filled with glee and joy, for there are some who deal with grief, deal with sadness, deal with loneliness during this season. As a matter of fact, this is so true that it has been proven that more people struggle and even succumb to depression at this time of the year more than any other time of the year, even though we are not immune to experiencing the same sadness and sorrow that some may experience 
because we serve the Lord and we have a hope of eternal life and we have a hope of seeing our loved ones again on the other side. Yet not everyone that faces Christmas this year have that same faith and not everyone has that same hope. So we must understand in the midst of the the jingle bells and in the midst of all of the joy of Christmas, there are some who may be dealing with sorrow. Some may have uh, this year dealt with sickness in their home and in their family. Maybe some that have received bad reports of terminal illness and they face this Christmas while with some joy that they still have their loved one here. There will always be the shadow of will this be our last year. But I want to remind you today that if you happen to be one that in the middle of this Christmas season that you deal with the the sorrow and the grief or the pain or the questions and the worry. Can I tell you this morning that because Jesus came as a baby in a manger in Bethlehem that he made a way possible for you not to have to, to grovel in your grief and in your despair because he made a way for us to spend eternity with those whom we love. I wish my voice was stronger this morning. I apologize. So while we may celebrate the joy of Christmas, there's some who struggle. Most of you sitting here know what it means to deal with loss, to deal with struggle. There's an empty place in your heart that you just can't feel. Maybe the pain that will not go away because of a broken relationship, because of someone not being here, because of some struggle in your in your life. And you know that no matter how much your heart aches, there, uh, there's just no way that things are going to ever be able to be back to normal. But I want to tell you today that there is a way. And that way was made in a manger. I come to preach the Christmas story from a little different manner today to tell you that no matter what you are dealing with today, there has been a way that has been made for you and I. There will be a resurrection day. It was made in a manger in Bethlehem. There is hope of those who may be dealing with sickness in your home and in your family and in your life. I want you to know he has made a way because he, the baby born in a manger in Bethlehem, took stripes on his back and he made a way for your healing. I want you to know today that though one may go by the grave, he has made a way for us to be able to see them again on the other side. That's why I believe Jesus said in Matthew 28 and 20, I am with you all way, even unto the end of the world. Jesus continually reminded us the manger has passed in history and become part of this beautiful story in the Bible. The cross has passed into history and Jesus came and died on the cross and only had 
had to die once. No need to bring a cross back for his sacrifice was sufficient for all sin of all men forever. The way has been finished. He has made a way forever, opening a possibility, opening a way for all mankind. That means even you, the one that may feel like the way's been made for everybody else, but my way has been rough. My way has been hard. My way has been difficult, but I want you to know this morning that Jesus has made a way more perfectly for you. Jesus has made a way for you. He has came as a baby in a manger to make a way for you. If you have sickness in your body today, he's made a way for your healing. If you're struggling with peace in your heart, in your home, and in your family, I want you to know that he made a way of peace in you, for, you, for you today. No matter what you face, he has made a way. He has become the way. For he said, I am the way. I am the way. The way has the power to feel that emptiness in your heart for Jesus truly is the way. He, he goes on to declare he is more than just the way, but he says I am the way and the truth and the life. I want you to know that during this Christmas season we ought to take a moment to celebrate life itself. Just stop and pause a little bit sometimes. We get so caught up in, in the work aspect of life and the weariness of life and the hustle and bustle of life. I don't know about you. I'm not much of a shopper. My wife enjoys shopping. I, I, I tolerate it. Sister Cheryl and I have a, uh, a little... Uh, she helps me with my Christmas shopping every year because I can't really buy for my wife very well. And so one day a year, usually, I get out and go Christmas shopping. And maybe a day with my wife or the boys, I'll get out and go Christmas shopping. And I know it's just not something that I necessarily enjoy. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a shopper. I, I'm okay with my wife shopping. I'm just not much of a shopper. But once in a while, it is good just to break loose from everything in the world and just to look at the lights and just to watch the smiles on the faces of children, and to experience the festivities of the Christmas season. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But the truth is, is that there's no real joy even in the Christmas season if it wasn't for him. As a matter of fact, in your life, there is no real joy without Jesus being at the center of your life. For he not only made a way for there to be joy in your life, but he came to give you the joy of life. And he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I believe in another passage the scripture declares that he did not come to take your life away from you, but he says, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. If you're not living in the overflow, that's what, the, that's what it means. Abundance means living in the overflow. I, I toyed this morning with whether to preach away in a manger or preach overflow. I said, I'm going to preach both. They're going to tolerate two sermons today. But I have to tell you this morning that he came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. That means that people have a full life, but if you know Jesus Christ, you have life in the overflow. 
You have more abundant life. You have life that is running over, life that is spilling over. You have life that he came to give you that is more abundant life. If you're just getting by, you need to know Jesus in a real way that you may live in the overflow. If you're not experienced in the overflow of life, you need to get closer to where Jesus is and let him bring life more abundantly to you. The joy of Christmas is really not about jingle bells and lights and presents, but it's about knowing Jesus in the power of his resurrection, knowing him in the overflow. Do you know him in the overflow? Do you know him in a way that he came and you can look around you and say, well, my neighbor has life, but they don't know Jesus. Then I ought to be, I ought to be much more excited about this Christmas season because I'm living in the more abundant life. See, everything about our life ought to be a more abundant life. It ought to be a more extravagant life. It ought to be a life that is so filled with joy and peace. Oh, yes, we have pain. Yes, we have sorrow. Yes, we deal with sickness. Yes, we deal with death. I've done talked about this this morning, but I want to conclude this message this morning by reminding you that everybody else in the, in the world deals with all of those things too. But life in the overflow tells me that he made a way out of my despair. He made a way out of my trouble. He made a way out of my situation in the middle of my temptation I'm reminded the Bible said that in every temptation he would make a way of escape listen this Bible is full of it over and again that he tells us I'm making a way I'm making a way I'm making a way I'm making a way I want you to know today whatever you're dealing with he's making a way out of it whatever you're going through he's making a way out of it whatever you're feeling today he's making Making a way for you. Oh, why don't somebody clap their hands to the Lord? For He is making a way for you. <clears throat> Perhaps some this morning may be saying, Well, I've been praying and I've been waiting for my answer to come, Pastor. I hear you, but I'm, I, I literally need, I, I need some answers because it's not coming. In my time, <laughs> often God does not work in our time. Because see, it's like this. The scripture teaches that a day with the Lord is like a thousand years. A thousand years is like a day. And so therefore we put God on time clocks and we're like, God, I need you to answer this by tomorrow. He says, okay. Because see, tomorrow, the next day, is a thousand years with the Lord. And a thousand years is like a day. So it's like he's on a different timetable than we are. And so somebody says, well, God promised me. He did, and he's going to do it in his time. And his time is the time that is best for you. See, we think we know when the best time is. Well, God, I need you to come through because you see, the, 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 you know, that bill is due on the 30th. God, I, I'm telling you when the time is, and he's smiling saying, I, I'm going to make a way for you, but it's going to be in the time that I know is best for you. He, he's always making a way. And we've got to trust his timing in the middle of making a way for us. He's making a way for us, and he's doing it in his timing. But we have a tendency to say, well, I need it. I need my answer. Not tomorrow. 
I need it today. Burger King, whoever started Burger King, I don't know, anybody know who started Burger King? Whoever started Burger King, they had to be a Christian. Because they wanted it their way right away. Now, wasn't that Burger King? I think so. Your way right away now. They had to be a Christian, and that's they, they prayed a lot. That's right. I talk to a lot of people that pray, and everybody's like the same. We all like, all right, we're praying. God's going to do this by in the morning. He's going to answer by tomorrow. Well, I hope he does. But how about we just let him be God? And I live in the joy of the overflow of knowing God's going to work it all out. And in working it out, he's working it out in his time best for me. It's what's best for me. And so we have a tendency to say, God, I need it now. And, you know, I don't need it when the Christmas season's over. I need it now. And, the, and then God gives us the answer, and the answer is, why don't, why don't you wait just a little while? It doesn't matter how long you've been waiting or how long you've been asking. Can I tell you that I believe that for those who are walking uprightly before the Lord, that have sincerely asked of the Lord, that he will not withhold any good thing to, from them who walk uprightly. Am I in the word of God this morning? that he would not withhold any good thing from them who walk uprightly. And so the deal is, I believe, here's what I want to speak to you this morning. Whatever it is you've been praying and asking God for, your answer is on the way. Your answer is on the way. I'll look at your neighbor and tell him your answer is on the way. When, when, when is it? I, I don't know when it's going to get here, but I believe your answer is on the way. Because he made a way in a manger. And so your answer is on the way. It may not be, he may not come when you call him, but he'll always be mm, right on time. He is an on-time God. He will show up in the nick of time. He said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I, I will come, and I will be there for you. I will, I will take you through. He's with you in the middle of the battle because he's already made a way for you to win the battle. He's already made a way of escape. The door has already been opened. He's just waiting for you to get there. God is always ahead of wherever we are. Are. Jesus said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you, but I will be with you always. In other words, I've already made the way. I'm one step ahead of wherever you are. I'm, I'm one day past whatever you're going through. I'm making a way for you. God has not left you. He's making a way for you. God has not walked away from you. He's making a way for you. He found you when you were broken and he picked you up and he made you his own and now you are the apple of his eye. Why in the world would he walk away from you? I close with this idea this morning that if we, and I know the kids are out this morning and I know there, there may be a few here this morning that, that know that Santa's going to come and put Christmas under, you know, under your tree on Christmas Eve. Can I tell you this morning that in this Christmas season that as much as we know how to put a smile on the face of our children 
as much as we know how to make the grandkids happy. Lord, I can wait a little while. I'm good. Just wanted to get that, get that clear. As much as we know how to make other people happy by the giving of our gifts. The scripture spoke into this and said, if we know how to give gifts, good gifts to our children, <laughs> how much more does our heavenly father know how to give good gifts to us. Well, I can't afford it, but he can. I, I don't know, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but he does. I'm unsure, but he's not. Because as, as much as we know how to put a smile on the face of our, of our family, at Christmas time, he knows how to put a smile on the face of his children and those who seek him and those who know him. So I want you to understand in this Christmas season, I'm closing, Cheryl. In this Christmas season, Jesus is trying his best to prove himself to you that by coming as a baby in a manger in Bethlehem, that whatever your question is, Whatever your struggle is, that he is declaring, the way has been made. Over the next few days, over the next 15 days or so, as we lead to Christmas, as you're walking through the store and driving down the streets and you see the manger, every time you see a manger, I just want you to stop and say, thank you, Lord, because you're reminding me that you made a way for me. Every time I see anything that depicts the manger scene, I just want to stop and say, thank you, Lord. Because the things that I fretted over last night and the things that kept me awake and the things I struggled with and the things that I feel and the questions I have, I see that manger and it reminds me, you made a way. You made a way for me. Can I tell you, the songwriter probably said it right when he said, every time I turn around, he keeps making a way for me. Oh, I want you to know this morning that regardless what it is that you question, the Lord's making a way for you today. He's already made a way for you. Would you stand with me this morning? Maybe you'd like to lift your hands toward heaven and take a moment and just thank the Lord that He has made a way for you. He hasn't forgotten you. He's not leaving you alone. He's not just not answering your questions. Your answer's on the way. He's already made the way for you. Come on, lift your voice and magnify Jesus today. Promise keep light in the Promise. 
Maybe you'd like to step out from where you are this morning. Maybe you're one who, is, who has been struggling. Maybe you've been dealing with the struggles of this season and you're wondering, God, have you forgotten me? Why don't you step out today just by faith to declare, I heard from heaven this morning and I know God has made a way for me and I'm rejoicing in this Christmas season that God's already made a way for me. Maybe you don't know him today, but you would like to leave here knowing him. Step out from where you are. Come join us in the front today. Reach out to the Lord. He's here for you. You can know him in a real personal way today. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the 